welcome Valerie. Valerie Ellis is our therapist specialising in relationship counselling. Welcome to the show again. Hey Susie. How are things? Excellent. It's a sunny day, which is nice. It is nice. It's very unusual at this time of year. Um, <laughs> We were talking last week after our show um, and our conversation about, you know, different things. And it led on to me discussing um, with Valerie, you know, a lot of my friends sit and we chat about the kids and what have you. Um, and we're kind of sitting here saying, oh, do you, you know, I'm finding that the children are wanting to play with me a lot. They're demanding a lot of my attention. And, you know, that's great. But we're kind of time poor a lot of the time. And, you know, you want to play with them. But during the week, you've got so much going on. So we kind of discuss, you know, what your child needs when they have everything they need. And we're saying, you know, my children have a lot. Um, they maybe have everything they could want compared to a lot of other kids in the mm. world. Um, toys, siblings, great education, attention, but it's mm. still not enough. Um, and they're kind of looking for entertainment and, and attention all the time, which is quite demanding when you maybe have multiple kids and, and jobs and things like that. What can we do? And is that a kind of a current day phenomena that we're dealing with? I think most people's children in the West have enough, have everything they really need um and and when you mentioned it the first thing that struck me was the difference between the inside and the outside really what you're talking about that they have everything of is things on the outside of them if they're still seeking stimulation if they're still seeking attention it's the inside Uh that isn't satisfied is it the outside is perfectly well satisfied it's the inside that's left unsatisfied but so when they come and say play with me with this and play you know sometimes yeah you can do it sometimes you just think well can you not entertain yourself um and you kind of mentioned an example of of exactly it's this need for autonomy the, the need to entertain yourself and when you when you talked about this the first thing i thought of intuitively was an experience i had a couple of decades ago i was watching a documentary a man was traveling around japan and visiting various sort of natural environments and he visited a rice farmer so the the documentary captured his day with the rice farmer the rice farmer invited him to stay for dinner with his wife and son so the on the film you see the rice farmer the the wife and the son preparing the dinner for the guest and the son was standing and he was six or seven standing next to a massive wooden chopping chopping block with a cleaver cutting up the vegetables for dinner And I remember sitting back and immediately thinking, wow, that child will have self-respect. It was just so apparent to me that what he was doing was building self-respect in that moment. Because he was doing something for the family? Exactly. Right. This is, I mean, most people in the West wouldn't let, let their kid anywhere near a cleaver and i i can kind of see but it's not the cleaver isn't the point the cleaver the the point is that the child was making a contribution not just making his own meal which some children can't even do he was actually contributing to his family's meal imagine each night sitting down knowing that you'd made that contribution that's where self-respect comes from so it's kind of like okay maybe the kids have too much time on their hands to be kind of watching tv or doing things like get them involved in your everyday tasks too too much time to be unsatisfied okay so it's it's more than just um, it, it, it's it's how they're occupied. It's not that they're occupied. So it's easy to occupy someone with, with games and toys and television. You're a passive receiver of entertainment at that point. You're not the active creator of your own experience. Mm-hmm. What you're doing when you're 
cutting up food or writing a story or, or getting the table set or laying the table is you're the creator of your experience and this experience sort of slowly accumulates to tip the balance between being a sort of passive recipient of life entertain me entertain me yes into an active creator of your own life and that's when the entertain me stop stops and the child looks inward to be the person who produces the experience that they want to have next. Uh-huh. So how do we kind of get the balance right then? It's quite difficult, isn't it? Because you were mentioning last week about, you know, you, you want them, you have high expectations of children mm. over here now because you do give them so much and you provide so much for them. Um, but you also have that mix of trying to be kind and also mm. be comforting and being that parental guide. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's The research is very, very clear. The best parenting style so ears up the best parenting style is a blend of compassion and high expectations it's not one or the other so you know 200 years ago we sent children up chimneys um, our expectations were too high we lacked compassion we the pendulum swung the other way we we're extremely compassionate and sensitive to the point where we don't have high expectations anymore and so you get these passive ch- passive children um, so I, I'm not a big fan of the word spoilt. I think the word passive is much a, a better explanation for what's really going on. They're passive recipients of life, not active creators. And so the best parenting is a combination of compassion and high expectations. So being kind and being loving and what have you without kind of the modelly coddling, but also expecting, well, you know, you have this, you, you, you have the love, you have this, but we are expecting the best of you and the, the best, best of, your of you. Absolutely. It's not, it's, and let me be, I wouldn't really want to underline, this is not a, a in return for. So mum and dad, I mean, I'm sure there's listeners who've had this. Well, we clothe and feed you, we want something in return, like, like it's a transaction. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. We have high expectations of you because you're capable of more. Mm-hmm. We don't need you to do anything in return for us. We're paying the mortgage, the electricity bill's covered. Don't worry about that. I don't want something back from you as a child. I want to see you be the best version of yourself. Funnily enough, whenever I do ask the, the kids to do a chore, um, they might moan and groan. But once they've done it and they've done it well, mm. and you give them, mm. you know, that, oh, well done, that's mm. great. They do, you can see they puff up. It does. The chest is... You know, they do feel good about themselves. That's exactly right. And the trick is to actually do it simultaneously. So people would tend to sort of seesaw between the two. That It's either high expectations, you haven't done this, blah, 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 or compassion, oh, you poor thing, sit there and I'll feed you. What you're trying to do is actually have high expectations while simultaneously being compassionate. And I just want to make clear what that looks like. Mm-hmm. What that looks like is it matters that you try but it doesn't matter if you fail. It ma- it matter, darling, it matters to mummy that you try, but it doesn't matter to me if you fail. So failure will not incur any displeasure from me. I am compassionate in that respect, but it matters to me that you try. I have high expectations of you. So that's the sort of watchword. It okay. matters to me that you try, but it doesn't matter to me if you fail. I like it. Okay, I need to remember that then later on this evening. Um, how do we see ourselves in that th- that way? It's kind of quite interesting, isn't it? Because maybe if we mirror ourselves as well and look at mm. ourselves in the room and think, well, that's maybe how I should treat myself. Right. 
Absolutely, that, yeah. that you should expect the best of yourself. Only you know how hard you try, though. You're, that this is the good thing about applying the same thing to yourself, that you know if you slacked off at the last minute or if you gave it a good try. And so you can be compassionate to yourself as well. Yeah, interesting. So I like that. So just repeat a couple of those key tips for us to take away. So we want compassion and high expectations, not either or. Mm-hmm. We do it simultaneously, not one or the other. So I am expecting a lot of you and I'm kind in that expectation. I'm not sort of Dickensian and unreasonable. And the other thing I think it's important to remember is make it age appropriate. So, you know, don't, don't, nobody ring in and complain to me that their, their child chopped their own head off because they, uh, they gave them a cleaver because Valerie said to. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not, not advising giving children cleavers. But give them something that's so gardening or, or whatever. Absolutely. Setting the table. I loved setting the table as a child because I was creative. So I would fold the napkin a certain Check way and lay the cutlery beautifully. And I felt a lot of pride in doing that. It was enjoyable and a contribution. So table laying vacuuming dusting all those kind of things non-cleaver related things and that will also keep them busy so they won't be looking to you to entertain them absolutely which is great thank you so much for coming on valerie um do go to valerie's blog if you would like to know more she obviously is around the area too if you'd like to meet up with her have a chat with her about anything relationship related um do give us your blog address please again so the website is very ValerieEllis.com VeryValerieEllis.com Fabulous. Thank you so much for your time. Lovely to see you as always. 